I can't. Okay, okay, okay. Let's let's. We can turn off our video if that helps. It doesn't. It doesn't help. It. It doesn't. It just. I. It's a giggle fit. September 25th, 2016. I'm Ryan. I'm Sandy. I'm Yannick. And I'm Davis. And this is Pixels Weekly. Hi, guys. Hey. Hi. Hey, we're night, back Late again. night recording. <laughs> A little late well, night late recording. night for you, silly East Coasters. What? Yeah. <laughs> East Coast is the best Pri- coast. Prime time for us West Coast. I actually am not going to lie. I, I'm much, I feel way better. <laughs> recording at this time during the day for me but obviously it's very late for you guys you want to uh, go i'm i'm appreciative of Saturday the later recording this time considering how hot it's been in the bay area and so around two o'clock today which is when we usually record i would have been very sweaty well it's been hot in new york too right guys oh it's no it's been today warm was, today was chilly though it was a little weather update it was it was chilly yeah but like in the shadow it was chilly like i was like oh, i could have used a little a little cardigan, you know. I could have lose a little plaid. A little, uh, no, you know. seventy-three a is plaid. perfect weather. Is this plaid warmer than other plaid. Is, is it like? Is it like a you know the plaid yeah, of a couch? It, I no, yeah, I think you're referring to flannel. Like plaid is the pattern that is usually on a flannel <laughs> fabric of some kind. But Isn't either way, I kind of like. Yeah. yeah, I like plaid being the warmer pattern of patterns to a wear. Like the pattern yeah. itself is warm. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> thinking of it's like when you. Smell a match, like it makes you warmer. Well, it's just thinking of the pattern, you know, makes you warmer. What? That's true. what I meant. You meant fire, right? Like, <laughs> when like smell, a fire when I, on a yeah, match. When I smell like a, when, yeah, even when you light up a match, the match technically won't get you warmer because it's too small. But just the smell of it gives you a little, mm, a little chill. You Have know? you ever it's seen really like good. a movie? I think they were doing this in one or a couple even episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. But you know those things in a movie where like the hero... Or even the Die Hard does this. Like, they've got a match or they've got, like, a lighter, and it is casting the most light you have ever seen. Anytime I light one of these things in real life, the glow will barely light up anything, but these guys seem to be lighting entire caves. Which That's is no like, different. I mean, it's not even just shows. That goes with video games, too. How many, like, video games have you, like, turned on your flashlight or turned on your, like, torch or whatever, and all of a sudden what was once pitch black becomes, like, an entirely lit world outside? That's right. Whose phone's going off? Is it Sandy? Look at Sandy. <laughs> Shame. It is, Airplane it is my mode. phone. I <laughs> didn't mute it. And it's also my watch. Oh, Sandy. my watch tells time, guys. Hang on, hang on. Oh I'm going to do right. this because I have to do this. Listen, listen. It's 9.46. Every, what, Good night. What, what is that? That's my Apple watch telling me the time with the mini face. <gasps> okay. Oh, my goodness. You know She's what? got the mini face <laughs> watch out. Yeah. It, I do, and it's a lot better than the crazy placebo effect of uh, matches and seventy-three hoodie weather. Okay, madness. Well, whatever. It is not Cardigans. madness. Let's be real here. Yannick <laughs> keeps it fancy. For everyone not in the know, we are Pixels Weekly, a weekly video game podcast coming out on every Monday to make you smile, and uh, we start off every show with what's in our minds, in our consoles, and in the news. It's the hodgepodge. What's everybody's hodgepodge today? I shouldn't go first because I can't draw the segment. <laughs> I was about to say, I don't know, Ryan. Why don't you tell us? <laughs> well, you know what? I will. I will start us off because I said I wouldn't. My hodgepodge this week is the Oculus founder 
Palmer Lucky. Now, I don't know if anyone has seen Palmer Lucky before, but he is the man floating on a beach on the Time magazine cover wearing a very um, uh, douchey Oculus Rift. He himself. We'll, we'll, we'll have to come back to that Time magazine cover because oh, I yes. explain what happened this week. There's a fantastic memification of it. So, Palmer Lucky, uh, Oculus founder and professional Pillsbury Doughboy, was discovered as being the user for this conservative website that is responsible for essentially posting really horrible things about Hillary Clinton and her campaign. Uh, and everyone's like, oh, politics, great. I wanted video games. He was, I just love some of the details about this. Uh, the Daily Beast broke that he was apparently the user Nimble Rich Man, <laughs> who described himself as a, <laughs> quote, near billionaire. And uh, they actually, this uh, website, well, I, I got, does anybody the, know the, the name? The thing is, no, I don't know. Uh, N- I don't Nimble know America. Nimble something. Nimble America, yes. But the thing is, like, when he says he's a near millionaire, he's not necessarily lying at this point. Near I don't billionaire. Know like income, near billionaire. He's not necessarily lying at this point. I don't know what his income is from that acquisition. But the second he puts Nimble in his name, that's where he's just completely full of shit. There is yeah. nothing nimble about oh, that, man. Yes. This is a really horrible website, and they've done posted billboards called, like, uh, Hillary Too Big to Jail with caricatures and stuff. And they've also they've also used uh, really strong language against immigrants. It's just all around kind of a scummy site. And uh, he, after he was exposed as being this person, he, first of all, did two things, which is just such great rich guy behavior. Number one... He pretended that half of the stuff was not him, that he let other people post under this username. Brilliant excuse. Um, and then finally, he put this out on his Facebook page. I'm deeply sorry. This is a quote. Quote, I am deeply sorry that my actions are negatively affecting the perception of Oculus and its partners. In other words, please to borrow my VR headset. I make a yeah, lot well, of money also, every time that, you buy That sounds me. like somebody high up in oculus that's not him got on his case and was like hey your your shit's screwing around with the image of our business and our product and you need to come out and say something that makes it you and you alone I mean, although he hasn't really apologized for like the actual actions yet at least i didn't get to read that that post but no he least, said he only donated like ten thousand bucks and he only half posted only donated ten thousand bucks only donated ten thousand dollars right to smear uh, your presidential candidate my just favorite thing about this whole thing is this guy already looks like the kind of guy who has a lot of pent up rage about not uh, being able to sleep with whoever he wants to, and so he, 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 you know, he's the kind of dude that like wears a Hawaiian shirt unironically, but is, is a multimillionaire. So oh, no, he wears that Hawaiian shirt when he's on the beach floating with his Oculus Rift. When he's floating. When he's out of meat space, when he's removed his body, he actually needs yeah, so, to get rid of that body. I don't blame him for trying to run from it. So this all, this all, what this dropped yesterday, right? Yeah. And uh, if you followed your Twitter feed at all yesterday, uh, at, at least if you follow similar people to to who I follow, you would have noticed a, a large stream of memes of this guy. Um, including that Time magazine cover where he is floating in the air with his Oculus on, and it just has a big old, like, Trump-Pence sign on the front of it. And then (laughs) there was also a picture of a guy with an Oculus on where he's, like, staring up into, like, I don't know. When they show people wearing the Oculus, it looks silly because it looks like they're, like, staring off into the distance, yet they have this, like, giant VR headset on their face. Yeah. And on the very front of the VR headset, it just said, Make America Great Again. Of course. Of course. course. Well... Mm -hmm. For everybody that wants a non-controversial piece of hardware, I encourage you, 
in a couple weeks to go pick up a PlayStation VR <laughs> or an HTC Vive instead of getting an Oculus Rift to show them maybe don't agree with people using a ton of money to influence politics. It's so funny that they all use the same excuse with social media and whatever people do on the internet. And, you know, an, an anonymous identity. Like, at some point, just in the law, it should be written that if you come up with dumb excuses, you just you should be guilty. Like, uh, I've, I've heard that so many times from a sports athlete that have done some weird stuff yeah. uh, or said some weird things on Twitter. Like, that wasn't, like, someone took was my hacked. phone and someone, like, that was, <laughs> was someone hacked. used my account. <laughs> You know, you have to be legible for your account. Sorry, but like change your password or whatever. But if you're an important person like that, or you must have some people that deal with your Twitter account too. So I'm sure you, you're going to be fine. People that make sure that you change your password every 15 days, you know. Right. Um, or just it, use at some point should be written in the law. Like if you give me some dumb excuse, just like you should pay for it just for the excuse, you know. <laughs> right. Absolutely. I completely agree with that. Yeah. Like, the best thing you can do is just say sorry and like sweep it under the rug and, and move on. But uh, Oculus is going to hurt because of this. Um, Polygon wrote an article about uh, Super Hypercube, which I hadn't heard of. But I guess that's some game that was planning on coming out on all of the VR platforms. And their executive mm. came out and, and stated that because of this, they will no longer support the Oculus Rift. I believe it was quote go S a D. Was it oh. Oculus bought by Facebook? Yes. And well, that, that's why John this is Carmack so high profile. Involved? I so I didn't get the chance to to see if there was any reaction from Facebook or Zuck specifically. Well, I think that's what it is. I think John Carmack created the software that Oculus is running off of. If I remember these things correctly, and Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook are very liberal, very pro Democrats. I guess for if we're talking politics. But I'm pretty sure he's going to get outed within the next few days if he doesn't actually apologize. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets pushed out. Well, as well, a follow up to the story, I want to kind of put a cap on it by reminding you all that now for $10, you can change your battle.net battle tag to nimble rich man. So. All right. That's my, my hodgepodge. Who's next? Uh, we're going to talk about uh, this game a little bit later in our larger section, but I just wanted to talk about the experience I had yesterday and throughout the whole week. I uh, jumped into the, the, the new raid uh, that came out with the new uh, Destiny game. They officially like officially launched it at 1 p.m. yesterday. And I planned and really in advance and I, I took the day off and I try to get my raid group together and I haven't been playing with them a lot. So it was kind of, uh, you know, a challenge to 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 get everybody ready. Uh, it's six people uh, in this raid. And um, yeah, I just wanted to for the first time in my life ever get into a lengthy activity and go completely blind, uh, meaning not looking at any streamers, not looking at any strategy on on uh, on the internet, because you know Bungie and even like when whenever like a MMO or some other uh, um, game come out with some similar type of activity. Uh, they don't release the strategy online. You don't see any footage of it. You don't know what it's going to look like, how long it's going to be. Um, and so we were pretty much, um, you know, we were pretty much going in there being like, you know, and even if uh, some streamers might get ahead of us, we're not going to plug in. We're going to go completely blind and try to figure out the strategy of every encounters. And uh, and we picked up two other guys that, you know, because we didn't, we were not able through the week, I was not able to form a group that was raid ready quote unquote uh so have their character powerful enough to take on the raid so we found some two really cool guys uh, and i just wanted to share the experience that i had first of all 
the team spirit, you know, like how like close you get to those people. Two of them, the three of them, I, I knew and I was raiding with them um, uh, pretty regularly in the past. And even with Davis, when you when you were playing a year ago, we were pl- like raiding pretty much uh, regularly together. So we know each other. But those two other people were really cool as well, really got into the mood and, and, and just play the game fair. You know, go blind, discover, explore. And he brings such a... Uh, when I stopped, so f- for... Um, to clarify, uh, we did that for seven hours and we didn't beat the final boss. Um, we oh, took our wow. time. It was planned, uh, you know. So just to tell you, like the scope of that of that involvement, um, it, it's for sure. If I go back into it right now, it would only take two max three hours. If we end up trying, you know, if we end up failing a little bit, uh, it's not a lang- it's not a long activity per se. But when you get in blind and you have to figure out how to beat a boss. Uh, it's always a special experience, and it made me, you know, see a different game and see a different video game activity. Um, it was really interesting, and like I said, we really bonded together as a team. Uh, we met up, I think, this morning again, and we had there was so much bonding you could feel like people were telling jokes at each other because um, uh, we were making taking ourselves seriously, but also you know half joking throughout the raid and just enjoying the environment, enjoying the encounters, kind of like giving it ourselves feedback. Oh, that's cool what they did. Oh, that kind of sucks. Oh, whatever. And uh, but for me, like the the whole week was just like very stressful. I really wanted to do it. Of course, I took the day off. There was more pressure to that since I put that day off. Yeah, it had. I had to make it count. I had to make a good experience. Um, and and if if anybody wants to 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 find out uh, what I'm talking about, I was streaming it uh, streaming it on twitch.tv slash Brooklyn Mustache. Here's a little bit of self promotion, but just like in the next thirty days, I I don't. I'll see if I can try to download it, but. In the next thirty days, it's an archive on my Twitch, so you can always look back at it and 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 see how it's it's a long one. So you know, don't don't look at the whole thing; it's not necessary. Um, but uh, there was only one frustrating thing is that we didn't finish it. But overall, great experience, worth it. I don't know if I'll do it again because I was pretty damn tired, and it needs a lot a lot of organization. Um, but I had to do it, and it was really fun. Um, and uh, yeah, that was probably one like one of the unique video game moment that we always I always I will always remember you know it's kind of like jumping in your first raid in World of Warcraft this one was also another one before when any raid that I would do I would be like okay be told what to do someone has done it before you know like oh yeah so I've done it with that old group that's how you do it blah 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 like follow my direction this time it was like all right we're six brains right here we got to work on this thing watch for your surroundings watch for what you you know what buff you're getting figure out the best weapon to use here and there you know I think there's something really cool about the fact that you did it blind um in the many many hours i have poured into raid oriented end games which is namely uh world of warcraft obviously but then also as you mentioned destiny that you know that taken mm-hmm. king expansion i put a lot of time into raiding there and those boss fights in those raids which are the primary events in those raids for people who don't raid a whole lot in games um mm-hmm. those boss fights are like really really complex um mechanics and almost like puzzles sometimes, especially yep. with Destiny. And uh, it's just, I sort of take for granted that every time I've done those, there's always some sort of strategy video that you end up watching ahead yep. of time. Like if you're in yep. some sort of like serious guild or clan in the case of Destiny, they always have you like, oh, here's the the giant bomb video for that boss. Like go take a look at it so that you know what's going on before you get into it. And that's never even like, like, like seen as any form of like cheating or knowing things ahead of time. Like I said, you just kind of take it for granted. It's part of it. But while I'm doing that stuff, 
I am constantly thinking, especially with like the really hard fights, even when you've watched those videos, I constantly find myself thinking about whoever did it first, right? Like it's not like Blizzard and Bungie are coming out with their own strategy guides for the first, like the world first downing of these bosses and those guilds and clans. Somebody had to actually like stand there, look at the scenario and look at the event and figure out how to do it. Mm -hmm. And so I think like I've never actually had the opportunity to do that, like I said, because I'm always, you know, getting onto it a, a, a weeks to a month after yeah. the rest of the server has done it. So I think that's yeah. really cool. Yannick, how did you meet these guys? Yeah. So uh, like I said, the three of them uh, are my uh, regular fellows that I that I, you know, turn you know onto if I if I want to do some activities, some PVP. Um, one of them is my colleague. His name is Vishal. Um, you know, good, good, like the guy that actually oh, crap. brought me to I Destiny. Died. So, oh crap, I just died. <laughs> I just uh, died. <laughs> I just died. That's his oh, favorite man. quote. That's Shout his favorite quote. And he's, you know, he's my, he's my faithful, uh, faithful teammate. He's, he brought me into the game. Um, we've got um, uh, Sam and uh, we've got Steve, who are, you know, two people that I met through Destiny, but they are friends of colleagues and friends of friends. Um, and, uh, and, and, and the other, so the other two, I, uh, I just basically right now with the, also with the destiny community con, I've, I've joined a bunch of discord servers, a bunch of Slack servers, and all of them have a little bit of their LFG uh, channels to it, you know, looking for group channel Mm -hmm. because I didn't want to go to a mass, you know, to a mass channel LFG, you know, mass site where you have like hundreds and hundreds of people. I just kind of wanted to have a conversation with the guy being like, Hey, so this is who we are. We've done this. We're gonna put in a, a, a you know a lot of hours into it. Um, we don't know how far we're gonna get, but we want to eventually try to get to completion. That's our goal, and we just want to enjoy the experience. Go blind, explore. We're not going for world first, um, and 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 you know we're just we're just gonna have a good time, and uh, hopefully don't look at streams and don't do any of that. Uh, it's funny because we uh, tried the last boss again this morning, and still nobody through the night has seen the the strat. So we were still you know using our progression of the night before we were using it on the on the saturday morning uh trying to figure out the boss and still this saturday morning we didn't beat the boss but progression was made that's and cool, that sense though, of progression yeah. as a team you know you're like yeah progress yeah we get we 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 die we you know we we died the whole fire team you know we failed but we we're gonna try again and we see progress and progress and just um all the yelling and joy and cheers when you get something done, you know, completed by yourself, you know, it's like there is like this epic moment where the boss just collapse and you're like, yeah, you know, like everybody has to cheer and let it and let it out or let all the stress go out. And I have to say, when I ended this experience, I had a little bit of an emotional breakdown. I got back to my couch and my living room was like, I need a minute. You know, I didn't admit it. And uh, that doesn't happen a lot if I go and chill after work on on any video games, whether it's Destiny or another one. And this one was like, okay, everything we've kind of prepared. I had, you know, I had my fun time and like my my body is done. You know, (laughs) I don't want to see this game anymore for the rest of the, you know, next 24 hours. (laughs) For Um, the rest of my life. (laughs) I don't want to see those enemies that I've killed. I don't want to see those enemies that I've killed a hundred times because I had to to retry some boss stupidly, whatever. So Um, what did you do this morning, Yannick? But I went back into it this morning. <laughs> oh, uh, no. <laughs> but that's what I told myself. I was like, and I what told an my ending. girlfriend, because she was like, are you still on it? I'm like, we're almost there. We're almost there. And I was like, oh, fuck it. Like, we can't, we can't get the yeah. final the final boss. He's too high level. Well, that's, a, that's a big deal, man. And then congratulations gonna, yeah, is in order. 
And we're going to hopefully talk a little bit about it with our guests. I don't want to get too much into the, the feedback, yeah. the impressions about the activity itself. But also, that's, good luck that's on my world hot first. Watch. I think I read that the world first uh, down the last boss two hours after the raid launched. So Yikes. <laughs> you gotta, yeah, you got to be real, real prepared and good for that. Yeah, awesome. I play that's games really... blind. Like, <laughs> I'm the, out of the four of us, I don't look at videos. I don't look at reviews. And when I play a game, I don't, unless it's like a really insane puzzle or something that I just can't it's annoying the 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 hell out of me and I've been Aside telling you that, Sandy, like, you have to turn on your monitor to really experience the full game it's, it's <laughs> <not>. <laughs> uh, I do that also but I think it's I think it's just funny the way Yannick is describing this raid is how I play all of my games and it's just I'm like okay sure <laughs> it is what it is but I, yeah. I think it's just more fun not not looking at reviews and not looking at things like that. I think that's why I don't play Destiny, because I already have a game like that when World of Warcraft. Right. And if it's not going to bring anything new for me, then I'm not I'm not really that interested. And oh, totally. I have the, I have the the my group of friends that I play uh, different games and all that stuff with, and I play everything blind. So when my brother tries to rush me through things i'm like no don't tell me or <laughs> i'm gonna thing. punch you yeah that's one thing to conclude in on it i told them i was like you know i could play it solo and i could go and find some randoms but i don't want to do it like if you guys are not ready with me we're not going to do it on friday so please be ready please make it work you know but yeah, it was really the, pr the pressure was on on the whole group i was like i don't want to do it randos i want to do it with you guys because i love playing with you guys and even if we're not the best raid at least we're gonna have the most fun and i totally. think that's what i was really really aiming for davis what's your hodgepodge yeah so i think my hodgepodge sort of follows up a little bit to our episode last week we were talking a lot about consoles and the current state of consoles and pretty relevant to the ps4 pro uh, announcement that had happened on the same day that the apple announcement yes. happened so I think that one of like the main reactions we saw from community around the PS4 Pro announcement in the press um, and Twitter and the Reddits and whatnot was um, concern about the fact that these upgrades for games to support the PS4 Pro and its new hardware, so namely adding like 4K resolutions or like HDR support, yeah. were going to be paid for upgrades. So like existing games that you already have for your PS4 are going to come out with some sort of DLC that involves uh, adding PS4 Pro support and that you're going to have to pay for it. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Think, I'm not paying. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> and I think, I think like a lot of people had like really negative reactions to that or are a little worried about what that ecosystem is going to look like. But sure enough, in the last week, um, both Bungie and CD Projekt Red have come out and announced, gone out of their way to announce that they will not be revisiting their existing titles to upgrade them to the PS4 Pro. So for Bungie, that's Destiny, obviously. And for CD Projekt Red, that's The Witcher 3. So they both came out and said, nope, we will not be revisiting Destiny and uh, upgrading it for the PS4 Pro, and we will not be uh, going back to Witcher 3 and upgrading it for the PS4 Pro. Now, by no means does that mean they're not going to make their new titles PS4 Pro ready. So Destiny 2, you betcha, that's going to be PS4 Pro ready. And I think CD Projekt Red is um, cyberpunk development, yep. right? Yeah, so I, you can probably bet your ass that that'll also be uh, PS4 Pro ready. But I think what's really great about that is like... I think that's the right approach. I think that we exist right now in this state of gaming where there's just too much revisiting of old stuff and reboots and remasters. And I really, really, really am looking forward to 
like hopefully what is an era of really original game making and that can only come if those great development firms like Bungie and CD Projekt Red are spending all of their time on new stuff. So I think in both cases, yeah. I would imagine they don't have the resources to go back to those titles while they're developing these really high profile new new releases like Destiny 2 and Cyberpunk. But I just thought that was like a little like interesting reaction to that. And I feel really good about it. Like I, I kind of have like a strained relationship with, with Bungie uh, personally, just based on my experience with with Destiny. Um, and I'm really happy to see that they're just not even going to go for any sort of money grab with that. Because that's how I feel about it. I feel like it's a money grab. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's my hodgepodge. I'm shaking my head. She's shaking her head. Well, we're <laughs> all shaking our head. head as we wait for Sandy's hodgepodge. Sandy, what do we have? My hodgepodge. I ran hodgepodge? my first tournament hodgepodge? on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get away with anything around here. Sorry. Go ahead. No. Because of the worst. Um <laughs> But yeah, I ran my first tournament that Yannick was not a part of because he oh, rather play Destiny. No. What tournament stuff. is this? Fired. This is cool. We had a tournament at work and we did Smash Brothers, Melee, we did a beginner's bracket, we did a Melee, we did an advanced bracket, and it was it was fun. Commentating on matches and running the match is really difficult. I love Luckily, it. I had two really amazing counterparts, Jose and Max, who helped with the technical parts and kind did of making sure. Did you do like play by play? We Jose did play by play, and then towards the end, towards the finals, I took over, and I was kind of doing that. And the the hard part with that is that I've been watching a lot of Street Fighter. So I'm trying not to use Street Fighter terminology for a Smash Brothers tournament. Mm. So I'm like, shimmies, spacing, hitbox, wait, change it. It's commentating's <laughs> hard. I don't know how people keep the hype up when they're doing that or even... Cocaine. Just Lots of cocaine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, oh, that's exactly what yeah. gamers do. <laughs> this week's sponsor, cocaine. <laughs> this week's sponsor... <laughs> I think it's Red Bull. Pure Colombian, uncut cocaine. The, uh, the, Beautiful. Uh, that's so fun. Yeah, I, it sucked that I wasn't part of it, but it, it's almost it, it's that feel of doing the the couch the couch playing together, but even with a bigger crowd. And do you? Um, I don't know. Like, what do you? What is your? What was your favorite part of it? Was it like how how far did you go? What was the hmm. uh, how was the vibe over there? Even like like the casuals, how did they feel about it and everything? People that we, don't know about the game. We didn't do casuals because everyone that Filthy. was playing the game knew the game and we were under a time constraint okay. Okay. it was single elimination best two out of three fox only final uh, destination fox no, only <laughs> uh, pokeballs and only <laughs> only uh the the animal crossing like town and city uh-huh. went no just kidding but the thing that was actually really nice was we had a lot of teams playing so Departments that normally don't work with each other, don't talk to each other, were playing. And there were tons of people who weren't at the least bit interested in the game, all of a sudden glued to these screens and just going, oh my god, what's going on here? Who's doing this? And they were cheering for their champions, for their department, hoping they would win. And it was just a good time all around. And there were so many people there. It was so much fun. And... It's running a tournament is hard. Yeah, I believe it. But it and was did good. You, um, that's that's awesome. Did you uh, so like but commentating? So you come. 
How can he? Like, I don't know. Like, I hope it wasn't so as bad as Street when we Fighter. did the Dota commentary, because uh, that was like, bad. <laughs> no, you guys turned that episode off. <laughs> <laughs> but the, because the one v one Street Fighter is, it's kind of easy. There's two characters. This one is a shit show. There's like four people. Yeah. No, it was one v one. All the matches okay, one were one, one, oh, okay. so one was, versus okay. one. Fox and only. And it no. was <laughs> three out of two out of three single elimination. Well, there you cool. go. To all you to all you tech companies out there who scoff at the video game rooms in other tech companies, which is probably yeah. a hot topic of debate of like, should you have a video game room in your office for your yeah. employees? Well, here you go. Uh, office culture, community culture, improved, new departments talking to each other. It's all good. Okay. Well, without further ado, Destiny recently had an expansion and one of the contributors of the Destiny Item Manager, which is essentially a tool that you have to have if you play Destiny uh, for equipping gear and loadouts and all this cool stuff, uh, one Mr. Rick Casey joins us for an interview. So let's take a listen to that. Joining us on this episode is Mr. Rick Casey, one of the uh, creators or curators of the Destiny Item Manager and uh, all-around fantastic dude for coming on the show uh, and actually even wasted an hour of his life listening to the show before he came on the show. Uh, thank you again for doing that, Rick, and, and welcome. Uh, welcome. Thank you. Happy to be on. So to, as for, for people that sort of don't know you you have worked on you said it was version sort of 3.0 of destiny item manager yeah yeah um i i created version 3 off of the version 2 base and and tried to make it um, very accessible to other developers and so uh yeah right around house of wolves just before it uh i made version 3 for everyone Oh no, so, I'm not going to know anything because I don't know what House of Wolves so, is. So Rick, can you, uh, so if that's version three, can you tell us a little bit about uh, versions one and two and how sure. you uh, sort of got involved in the project to begin with? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, just some background with regards to Destiny Item Manager. Um, uh, most of the time uh, I work on probably the architecture and so project management of the app and I spend time on Twitter reaching out to uh, users who have questions, uh, and you'll find me on Reddit as well uh, on our sub. Uh, so that's where I spend most of my time. Um, prior to version three, um, uh, uh, Kyle, uh, you might know him as Utrol, um, he made uh, Dim uh, to, to essentially, he wanted to have the capability of bringing loadouts, you know, having a set of gear that you'd want yeah. to equip. Yeah. He wanted loadouts in Destiny, and right when um, the companion app was available and the website updated to be able to move gear on the website uh, on Bungie.net, we had this uh, API to use. We can we can interact with Bungie.net to move stuff, and so about a week after that, Kyle released this this very early version of Dim version two. Um, uh, to everyone, and he made this open source project, um, and and it was great. As soon as I saw it, I was like, "Perfect! He's figured out a huge problem with interacting with the API, which is authentication." You know, 
one of the the blocking issues for me about working with you know your data is you giving me permission to use your data. And right now, a lot of apps will ask for your username and password, and that's fine. Sure. But I, I wasn't comfortable with it, and so I never wanted to ask you for your credentials. It seems like uh, a, a big ask, doesn't it? It is. It's. It's. You know, I'm not. I, I don't even like to do it myself with uh, third party. Um, especially with things that I've invested so much time into, like Destiny. So, also, a big ask for an open source project, too. I think exactly. that it's one thing if it's coming out of Bungie, but the nature of it being a, com- a community uh, application, it makes it a little bit harder, even harder to ask somebody for their username and password. It is. It's a big step, and you have to explain it and give assurances. And a lot of apps do that, and it's fine. But it's just something I wasn't necessarily ready to commit myself to. Uh, Kyle figured out a Chrome extension is a great way to get around this need. And you can you can reach into the sandbox, essentially is what we call it, when you can uh, work with already established credentials. So when you log into Bungie.net through Bungie's uh, systems, um, when you start DIM, we're gonna ask for your permission. Say, hey, can we access your credentials on Bnet? And um, that lets us see your token, and we can use your token to communicate with the API to move your items. When you log out of Bungie.net, we don't have any access. So you're in complete control. We never know your username and password. All we have is a token, which you can expire at any time. Oh, as a privacy advocate, you're singing you're singing <laughs> to me right now. I really love <laughs> yeah. what I'm hearing. So the and, authentication came in with version two? Yeah, so so that's what Utrol did. He, he, he delivered this extension, which was very powerful. Um, and, and so I was like immediately wanted to be a part of this. So like the, the next day I'm like sending Utrol PM saying, hey, can I help? <laughs> and he was very gracious and said, sure, yeah, come on. Um, and, and, and so I, I joined in. And yeah, he, he created loadouts for Destiny. He was uh, the first app to, to do that, which was very cool. Uh, and we've grown that feature quite a bit over the past 18 months. So yeah, to... Um... To just to backtrack a little bit, because I mean, we uh, we 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 all know what what we're talking about here. We did our, our pre our pre show research and everything. For people that are not really familiar with Destiny, what, what is exactly uh, what problem is exactly Destiny Adam Adam Manager solving? If you can elaborate on that, and then so who is really this app for? Sure. Uh, so if you were a vanilla user, so Destiny 1.0, uh, you would have to travel to the tower and put all of your favorite items into the vault and then log out of a character, log in, fly to the tower, and then take that gear back out. And that was about a five-minute operation. So if mm-hmm. you were going to play some games with friends, like, like I do, I schedule my time. So I know at 9 o'clock I'm going to be playing on a Thursday night. Uh, we all would show up. And inevitably somebody's like, oh, guys, hold on. I need to go get something. And so now we're going to be playing around 9, 10. And then every now and then someone forgets an item after they did this whole exchange. And so they got to do it again. And then it's like 920 yeah. and we still haven't even started playing, you know, and, and time is precious. You know, I got a family, Absolutely. the kids, mm-hmm. I got to get up yeah. early for work. I mean, you know, I'm an adult gamer that, you know, it, I schedule my playtime, you know, it's like this stuff is important to get it and enjoy yeah. it and then be done with it. And That's so pretty much what, yeah, go ahead. And so feeling that pain, Dim solves it because with loadouts and the API and our drag and drop UI and seeing all three characters side by side, including the vault, you have this great visibility to all of your items. 
you can create a loadout to quickly move, which was a five to 10 minute operation down to 30 seconds. Yeah. You can transfer all your gear. Um, and then we've also enhanced it. So now you can search and filter your items and find particular items with perks. Uh, we've gone further since, you know, the, uh, the, what users want has grown over time. Now we have a T12 loadout builder. So that way we can find you items that give you the best cooldowns. We've enhanced that further so that we pick out items with particular perks to give you the best cooldown. So that way you yeah. can have quick reloads on your favorite weapons, um, uh, extra magazine size for your heavy weapons. I mean, you know, you you build out what you want your character's abilities to be, and then we'll give you max stats and max level for those perks. So it's so pretty much does... for everyone. Everyone that plays Destiny yeah. should have this app, really. <laughs> it, 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 I mean, in my time playing Destiny, it is an absolute must-have if you want to play the game without those like really, really awful, painful loading times that you were just talking about a second ago, Rick. So can you talk a little bit about in contrast to that companion app that is from Bungie that you mentioned, um, which opened up the API that allows you guys to, to build this application. Can you talk about like what, what in contrast to that app the Destiny Item Manager provides? Uh, the companion app doesn't give you a search ability. It doesn't have this loadout feature being able to you know, create sets of items. Mm. It doesn't move items out of the way. So if your inventory is full on another character and you want to move an item to it, Dim will take something out so that way we can put something in. If you have an exotic equipped on your special and you want to put an exotic primary on, Dim will unequip the exotic on your special to equip the primary. And we'll put something similar. So if you have a sniper rifle, we'll give you a sniper rifle that's pretty equivalent. So we have a lot of knowledge and we have a lot of intelligence built into the, the app that delivers on player intent is the way I like to describe it. You know what you want. And we want to get the rules of destiny kind of out of your way because you yeah. might be in an activity that needs your attention and you're not worried about main, you know, managing uh, you know, which exotic is currently equipped that's blocking you from doing something. The feature, the feature that I particularly love, and and that's what's cool is that uh, doing it open source, and uh, and and I wish I could contribute it more. I I I I had my first pull request accepted of, uh, like a month ago. I was so excited, and I <laughs> I, I just want to get back into it. Now the game takes me a lot of time, but I want to get back to doing it and help that project as much as possible. Is that the subreddit is so close to the developers? I mean, you guys really listen. That's you know, you do that for them, and you really give a lot of emphasis on that. Is that anything that really makes it? like a, a priority like anything that is a priority to the to the users you're going to make it a priority in your project because it's up and running it's continuing it continually being used and the latest uh, feature that i've really loved is uh, is just uh, the button that randomize your loadout so you press that button and for any character they have active it's going to send random weapons and so with private <laughs> matches you can pretty much be like okay we're going to do 1v1 or like a rumble uh, you know, free-for-all mode, and everybody's going to press the button on their DIM app, on their Destiny item manager, and you're going to play with whatever weapon it's going to give you. And that's yep. something that the companion app doesn't necessarily have. That's, cool. that's just like a cool, just like quick, like random stuff that DIM is able to do for you, and, you, you know, you have no control over it, and that's that, that just adds also some fun, fun back into the game, in my yeah. opinion. And the companion app, it it's a great 
experience in terms of a baseline. You know the transfers are going to be successful. It gives you information about advisors. It gives you information about your character. It has a great graphical presentation of your, your current character that you can move around. And that, you know, for users that want an official Bungie app, it's great. Okay. But what's also really cool is Bungie supports third party. They make their API really available for us. Uh, they're very supportive on their forums and talking to us uh, when we have suggestions or questions or, you know, we bring up things that hurt. They listen, you know, it, if, it, if it's something that they can do, they work it into their schedules, you know. So um, we're very happy with, you know, the way the Bungie web team has, has, has you know, supported us. And that support has been growing over time. Yeah, that's really awesome to hear. Do you ever see the Destiny Item Manager actually becoming a part of an official Bungie app? Do you think that's something that might be in the pipeline? Or is that something that you're willing to hand over to Bungie? Uh, no, I don't think that. I mean, I, I don't think anything like that will ever happen. I mean, Bungie has a, a companion app and a website, their, their gear manager. Uh, and they're very good apps and they're maintained by their web team. Um, you know, so we're, we're a community app. I, I, you know, we've never, ever spoken anything about that. Um, uh, so now I I, I like it. I like having this app. Honestly, it's, it's a great, I mean, personally as a developer, you know, uh, this, this is the most successful project that has had the most reach that I've ever participated on. And that's Mm. been super fulfilling. I mean, just. And it's kind of hard to describe, but you know, when you start to get to your middle age, you know, middle age, you know, I'm almost forty, and you know, to to to, to create something that has impact, you know, we have. Um, last time I checked, looking over the lifetime, we've had seven hundred and fifty thousand installs. Holy you cow! Know, our concurrency, wow. um, we've had about. Uh, right now, we have about. Uh, a couple hundred thousand you know, users. Um, that's, that's that's fantastic. That's incredible. You know, so, I, I'm actually kind of glad that you you mentioned as a developer. So so Yannick and I are engineers, uh, and Sandy and Ryan also work in tech. Um, and as a developer, and actually more specifically like a front end developer, um, side projects is something that I'm always trying to motivate myself to work on things that are not part of my 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 daily job. And I always find it's like really easy to sort of get started, but it's really difficult to keep myself motivated to continue to spend time and pursue that project that I'm working on. Mm-hmm. So especially early on, like right now at this point, you know, you said a lifetime 750,000 installs, like that's incredible. But early on when you had not reached that level of reach yet, what is it that allowed you to like motivate yourself to continue to pursue this and to continue to build it, continue to take the time outside of work and outside of your daily life, which, you know, you said wife and kids and all this sort of stuff. Like, and there's only so much time in your day. What, what allowed you to motivate yourself to continue doing that? Oh, I could be completely selfish. I mean, it made me a better Destiny player. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Hope for the future. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but I mean, to be frank, I mean, it was a great app. It, it solved a huge pain point, uh, and I was able to get my entire clan to, to you know, pick it up, and we all use it. Um, so it, 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 it wasn't hard, honestly, to see the reaction on Reddit, you know, when we would post updates for new features and it would just explode and rise to the top. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that was very, um, uh, reassuring, you know, I mean, this is a great thing. Let's, let's, let's do it. Um, we've had, you know, over 
30 to 40 uh, developers contribute. So we have contributors about that. We have about five members. We have three maintainers. You know, it's the, 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 the contributions over time have grown. You know, so there's a broad support in terms of, you know, community contributing to it. That's cool. Um, uh, but, you know, we're just programmers. We're not the best Destiny players by, by any means. And so we love getting feedback. We love getting ideas. Uh, I've been putting a ton of effort into Twitter, reaching out to um, uh, you know, players, uh, streamers, just to figure out, you know, what are their use cases? You know, what where, where, where's the friction points for them? You know, because streamers have unique constraints with their screens and, you know, spinning all these plates, talking to users, playing the game, reading chat. Mm-hmm. You know, how can we help make their lives easier? You know, so we have a new feature. Well, not new, but, you know, coming up that people have realized it's uh, Ngram's The Vault. It's a farming mode, essentially. So oh, in a loadout awesome. dropdown, you can choose this uh, farming mode. And then what it does is it pulls all the Ngrams that you generate in the world. Um, when you pick them up, we move them off your character into the vault or to another character to maintain free space on your current character. That's cool. Which is really important right now because users are jumping into the rise of iron raid and generating all these engrams because you know you're just you're hitting these gear checkpoints, you know, and you're just wiping and you're learning. But you're also generating a tremendous amount of in-game drops, which if you got an early raid drop that went to the postmaster, it's going to go because you're going to generate more than the postmaster can hold. You know, yeah. so using our farming mode is going to help you keep it's the things like, that end up in the postmaster. Yeah, for people that try to picture what we're talking about, it's almost like if I go to the grocery store and I buy something cold, if I buy it, if I put it in my cart, it directly teleports to my fridge at home. That's pretty much what it is. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty well, you, cool. To get back to that concept of a, a the community app versus uh, a Bungie developer, app you just said something right now where you were talking about a raid that came out yesterday and you were talking about features of the destiny item manager that are relevant to that raid and the behaviors of of players now that the raid has launched in terms of that uh, engram farming i think there's something like that you have above bungie in that you can be much more agile in your development because you're not within the organization that is Bungie. And I think that like that agility lets you continue mm. to keep Destiny Item Manager as relevant as possible uh, at any point in time. They're, they're just the development process for your application, just the fact that it exists outside of their development process almost is, is beneficial to the app. Um, uh, to, be, to be frank, though, I think that the, 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 the standard that DIM is held to is much different than the standard that people hold Bungie. You know, sure. They can't make a mistake. Yeah. But I can make a mistake. Well, and, and we similarly, make if you if there's a bug, you can fix it a lot quicker, probably. Yeah, I can push release in five mm-hmm. minutes, whereas they mm-hmm. have to go through DevOps, and you know, it's it's they're they're a company with a bottom line. We're a free app that doesn't have any revenue. Like you know, it's just yeah. a community thing that just we we make for fun. Yeah. So you know, it it you know the way I try to explain it to to people that are interested is you know when we create a feature, we know that we don't have every edge case managed. You know, there are, there are places where our smart loot fails, you know, um, and I know where they are and it's one day we'll get to fix them, but, you know, uh, but it, mistakes happen. You know, uh, one of the things that happened when, um, uh, it was on the, on the road when I created the random loadout, Yannick, um, 
I was I was randomly picking items, and I picked the blue masks from the Festival of Lights mm-hmm. sometimes. And those mm-hmm. blue masks instantly those turn into the paper. Halloween, the Halloween, uh, Halloween event mask. Yes, yeah. and yeah. those those mm-hmm. masks turn to paper when they go into player inventory. Mm-hmm. And so all these players that have saved their masks for Oof. nine months Oof. when they clicked my random, I got a I, I, a guy was streaming and he clicked the random button when I was chatting to them and he, he transferred a mask over and it got destroyed and I felt bad. Oh. <laughs> so that's rough. We make mistakes, you know, and I patched it within five minutes and pushed a new build out. But, you know, we make mistakes and he lost a mask that he'd been saving for nine months. Mm-hmm. So uh, no one, no one complained a whole lot. Um, yeah. So, like I said, it's we're, we're held to a different standard. Um, and, and it's 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 the, the features that we provide. They have edges where they fall off, you know, trying to determine if you have, you know, if you want to drag an equipped item to another character equip slot what dim has to do is look at this pathway clear a path to it you know it's like trying to move an item through a soda straw you know you only have one spot available in the vault and you have a spot available on that other person i mean that other character you know and so we're doing all these manipulations and sometimes that graph can break you know um and 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 fail and that's that those are edge cases that are hard to deal with with the way that gear is being moved in Destiny, which is why when we had our community focus on Bungie.net, one of the features we asked for was to bypass the vault and have direct character-to-character transfers. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, things like that, or the ability to be able to modify perks that are already unlocked on items, because you know I like to be able to create loadouts that have items um, that I'm, uh, you know, if you have a PvP loadout or a PvE loadout, I'd like to be able to select the perks so that way when I get called up to orbit to hang out with friends and they want to go play in the crucible i still don't have my pve you know yeah you've uh, got the they got yeah. the gear but you still haven't perked it out right mm-hmm. yeah yeah well yeah, i'd so, love to be able to do that that'd be great that'd be a huge feature for us that would be incredible <laughs> so uh we were talking about that raid that just came out uh on friday and earlier in the show we got to hear yannick talk a lot about his experience uh during that raid um, but that raid is part of the brand new expansion that Destiny launched this past week uh, called Rise of Iron. It's the last expansion that they're going to launch before Destiny 2, um, which is uh, hopefully on the horizon uh, shortly after. Um, so I wanted to ask you about your experience with Rise of Iron so far. Uh, what do you think? Oh, I've had a great time. I've played a tremendous amount of it. I'm already 276. 370, sorry, 376. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been dealing with so many numbers the past few days. I know. <laughs> uh, so I mean, I, I've, I've, you know, gone through the story. I've gotten my character to 365, you know, and then just worked every faction that I could to get packages, um, you know, gone back to Court of Oryx to finish up some Eris, uh packages cool. for class items. I mean, uh, it, it, I've had a great time. I, I really enjoyed... I mean, there's some small things I really like, like in the cinematics, when you see the ships come down from orbit and they dropped your player off or when they drop Saladin mm-hmm. off, mm-hmm. like just the plane geek in me just really loved that. Yeah. You know, just I mean, you know, just little things like that. I really, really enjoyed. Um, I, I, they do deliver, I mean, great visuals. Like when you go inside the Iron Tomb, you know, and you can see this very atmospheric red environment. You know, it's it's the visuals were amazing. 
Um, yeah, I was reading about that. It sounds like the new aesthetic. There is a lot of like red and white incorporated in a lot of the the player characters and the environments, and it sounded like really really interesting. Yeah, coming out of Taken King, you know, there, which was like a lot of grays and blues. Mm-hmm. Um, this is very high contrast. There's a lot of color. Um, it, I I really like it, and and the, the the gear looks good. I mean, the the armor sets look great. The stats mm-hmm. are coming out very nice. I'm enjoying the perks on the new items I'm getting. Yep. Um, there's a lot of great content inside there for 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 weapons. Uh, well, let me you know, if you're let me if you're interested in those sort of things. You're sort of there's so much kind of history now to Destiny One with the uh, potential sequel on the horizon. What sort of things? are you hoping for in the sequel and maybe what sort of things do you hope maybe they will learn from destiny item manager or maybe continue to keep destiny item manager well in business when it comes oh, I to hope we stay relevant yeah. I really do. Well, I mean, sure, it's, sure, uh, sure. but i mean know, like they, what are you what are you hoping for in a in a sequel to destiny Oh, that, well, I don't know. <laughs> you get still, you're still in the expansion, right? <laughs> no, no, but I mean, it's, it's barely, a hard thing to ask. digesting, yeah. I mean, everything I could want, you know, okay, so, you know, looking back, and we played a bunch of Bungie games, right? Mm-hmm. And every time they had a new game, they've they've done something different and something a little bit more unexpected. And, you know, I'm thinking of uh, Halo Reach. And yeah. I thought that the cinematics in Halo Reach were very well done they had these wipe fades that were very reminiscent of spielberg or luke you know uh lucas i mean you know just i mean i felt like i was watching a little bit of raiders i mean you know they they were just touching on these things that matter to a 30 something that kind of grew up watching et and drive-ins of the halo games reach is definitely the most like cinematic of them when i think of that game i think of the cutscenes. obviously i think the gameplay was also fantastic but i just remember that game feeling like a movie Yes, and so that's I, would, I mean, if there was something that I can get out of Destiny Two, would be something like that. You know, I mean, I I, I would I would love uh, a, a, something that was more cinem- cinematic, and I got a great taste of that in, in Rise of Iron. You know, the the characters were very um, you know rich. You know, you like you want to know more. Like, what is that person? Um, but they were detailed. Um, the the environment is when you play through the campaign. Uh, and then you start looking in the grimoire and the stories. I mean, there's, if you like that content, there is stuff in there to find, you know what I mean? That they yeah. give you a taste and then the opportunity to go deeper. Okay. Sure. And that's something I've, you know, I do enjoy, but I would like more just like anybody else would. More, I would yeah. love yeah. more. more. So content Cause they real. do good stuff. They do such good stuff. And I want more. Like when I saw the opening cinema, the 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 opening um, movie for for Destiny, and you see the, the the ship landing on Mars, and the first step, and the you get this sense of this is the first fire team of three, and they got their symbols on their patches, right? Yeah. And these are the the early guardians, right? The forerunner, yep. um, you know. Oh wow, you know, I get it. You know, like I could see this kind of this line being drawn through time to get to you know yeah. to where we are now. And they, they're, they're, they're good storytellers. They're, they're great at presenting it. Um, I just want more. So I think maybe another way of looking at this, too, is when I think of Destiny, I think Destiny is like a really great story of improvements upon itself. I think um, like Destiny is, is pretty notable for having like a really shaky early launch compared to the expectations that people had for that game. Luckily, No Man's Sky launched, and Bungie doesn't have to worry about being at the top of that. 
totem pole anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so I every time that Destiny, or excuse me, Bungie releases new content for Destiny, um, I think there's a, a tremendous amount of improvement that they make on top of what they already have there. So like, what do you think are some of the greatest improvements that you see in Rise of Iron versus the Taken King and the previous expansions? And then maybe, and you've already talked a little bit about it, but what do you think are some things that they could continue to improve upon? Oh, I mean, I could take my Sparrow into the Plaguelands. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the Dreadnought was interesting, but I was, you know, limited to running around. Um, yeah. The, the, the Plaguelands, you know, you just hop in your Sparrow and you cruise around. You, it's, a, it's a big loop. You can, you can do it. But, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's a new environment, new secrets. Um, the Archon Forge, I spent two hours in it today with a group. And what, you know... I can feel the improvement from Court of Oryx. You know, like we had a rent. So we kind of, the way we did it was we split up into individual fire teams. We went down to Archon Forge and we waited for a random to show up. And then I would quickly send them a party invite and we would chat and say, hey, I'm going to invite two of my friends. Will you invite two of my other friends and we can have a party of six? Mm-hmm. And so we had this kind of ad hoc meeting with someone we don't know and we ended up spending two hours with them, having a great time. You know, there's new new um, offerings were dropping. We just kept playing and playing and playing until eventually we didn't have another offering. And it took a long time. I mean, they were, you know, it was with enough yeah, people. Yeah, I heard you can spend dropped. like multiple hours in Archon's Forge with that like yeah. dropping of offerings over and over again. You got to have a, you have to have a lot of people. You know, and um, the uh, to yeah, the the offerings are are pretty much like to simplify like cards or like tokens that you give out to get access to the activity if you don't have any offering you can't have an encounter happening you cannot have any fight happening but yeah continue right so you know if you have randoms showing up that are in different fire teams you can build a large number of players you know because i can go through my friends list and say hey you know join you know invite this person in the party and we can build a large party so you know mm-hmm. when you, you can make that experience what you want it may take a little work you know but mm-hmm. if you have a full friends list you can make that happen and have yeah. you know 10 people inside that area you know what do you what do you really emphi- em- emphasizing on if i could back up on on what are the what struck me the most and doing the raid as well i've seen it just seeing what the the, the items that you get in the raid uh i feel like Bungie is slowly but surely, and it's something difficult. It's surely, but you know, slowly but surely, getting to a point where um, they want, they don't want to exclude anybody from the game. That's their main goal. Whether you're, you know, they're taking the pretty casual um, uh, aspect of an MMO. They don't want to exclude anyone. They don't want to make it something too difficult. But they want to make some stuff challenging enough, and and so that people feel good about the rewards they're getting from them. I'm talking about weapons, talking about gear, but I've found the, the the grind. I went through it this week, and there, you know, pinpoints into them. But remember, Destiny One, there would be people that would be forever level 21. That's the the the, the famous thing, and never being able to reach level 30 because you had to go to the to the raid and get all the gear from that raid, and that was like a lot of lot of rend- you know, the random the random factor was a lot into it. Um, among you know, along the DLCs, along the 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 you know the last expansion that was uh, before Rise of Iron that was Taken King, you know some people felt pretty left out because the only way they could really they 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 changed the way you upgrade your weapons and the, they uh, up, they changed the way you get at a you know more powerful, 
But the raid was the only way, and therefore the raid gear was the only way to reach the maximum power. Um, and now I feel like Rise of Iron, when you get into when you get that raid gear that is cool in itself, it doesn't have that gap between what you were doing, like you said, with people in Archon's Forge or in the thing. Uh, but it has like some kind of a steady progression. Whether you're doing a, an activity with randoms, whether you're doing a strike, whether you're doing PvP, or whether you're doing the raid, uh, I like. I, I found it really interesting to have that lengthy, but you know you have to work for it. But at the same time, still very rewarding. And you you just said it. You can you, you can be hardcore. You can be playing quite a bit of hours, but you will still be able to play with people that are pretty casual about it. Yeah, I mean, I think what was the original mantra? Like, um, uh, Destiny has a, a a mode for every moment or something like that. You know, like if you have ten minutes, you can go do a bounty. If yeah. you have an hour, you mm-hmm. can go play Crucible. If you got three hours, go do a raid. You know, mm-hmm. it, it 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 has activities. Um, yeah. I I don't I don't I, I I'm playing right now, getting to. 340 then the 365 and now progressing beyond 365 um it's been fun you know and and you know it's 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 work because you got to play strikes to get keys keys don't drop every time but when they do drop uh it's great loot you know and so Mm. there's this quick micro moment where you have to quickly check all your stuff to make sure you have the highest light on and then turn in your key you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there's mm-hmm. for, for, for me, like that's the fun moment, that, that quick moment of haste where it's like, all right, real quick, check, scan. All right, I look good. Turn in my key, loot. Yeah. And the loot generally has been pretty good. You know, it's been moving me up. Um, and, and if not, it's been infusion fuel for my Titan. Um, and, and I generally main warlocks. So I have two warlocks and a Titan and I just kind of mm-hmm. feed my Titan on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so Rick, I have a uh, a confession to make here. Yes, I have not purchased Rise of Iron yet, and this is coming Uh-oh. from this is coming from someone. <laughs> uh, I've put over about like three hundred and fifteen hours into Destiny. I took a look on my Bungie.net account yesterday and added it all up. Oh um, my! So uh, I think like that's probably not a whole lot compared to to some people who play the game. I think that's a, a solid amount of time to put into a game. But anyways, um, I have a love hate relationship with Destiny. Um, when I first jumped into that game, I'm coming from a World of Warcraft and Guild Wars background when it comes to MMOs. And based off of sort of some of the press that had been announced before the Destiny launch, I'm talking about year one, like vanilla Destiny, and concept art and different gameplay trailers and stuff, I had really, really, really high expectations of what sort of like open world space-based essential world like i i basically had like a space-based open world world of warcraft with amazing graphics in my head which in you hindsight, weren't the only one that, brother is yeah but in hindsight now that i look at that that's a little silly to just jump right into that but anyways um kind of I, I the reason i haven't purchased rise of iron yet is uh each time bungie comes out with more destiny content i kind of get that uplifting feeling again and I feel like, oh, maybe this is the chance for them to like redeem themselves in my eyes, or to bring me that expect, meet that expectation that I, that I have. And I'm slowly learning that I think that those are like really, really high expectations that won't necessarily ever be met by any game. But all that being said, when Rise of Iron launched, I'm really trying to convince myself to pick it back up. And I, I left off back when we we downed Oryx on challenge mode. That was kind of like when I stopped playing the game. And I'm really looking to pick it back up, and I'm looking for a reason to buy it. And 
I think like honestly, this this conversation that we're having here so far like is doing a really great job of selling me. But um, you know, Yay. one of the one of the really like negative feelings remember? that one of the really like negative feelings that I've had so far is like, I went and jumped into Yannick Stream like three days ago, and the first thing I watched him and my friends do was play the Undying Mind Strike, which is a strike that came out in year one in the Dark Below uh, DLC, and the first reaction I had was like, well, where's the Rise of Iron content? Why aren't you guys playing new content? And I haven't really done a whole lot of reading about the new content that's out there yet. And they're like, well, we've already we've already played it. And what they were referring to is the story, which it sounds like is kind of like a couple hours if you take your time through it. Yeah. And there's uh, it sounds like there's one or two strikes that have been added. But for the most part, when you're talking about that strike grinding to bring your light level up, you're talking about strikes that came out in previous expansions. So I just had this moment where I was like, well, hold on. New new content, new expansion. But like where where is the new content? And so I had this sort of like negative feeling again. But anyways. In your words, how can you sell someone who's been so invested in this game in the past on Rise of Iron? Like, what what do you think is the best thing it has going for it? Do Bungie's job for them. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's a really loaded question. It's a tough one. Like I said, like I really, really want to get back into it. So, what is it about Rise of Iron that you just love the most that you think warrants a a, a former Destiny lover to get back into it? About from my point of view, my friends. I play I mean, with my friends. That yeah. is I mean, totally let's fair. Let's be clear. I, I play with my friends. And I, yeah. I, I, I don't just play Destiny. I play Battlefield. I play Call of Duty. You know, I play Arma, Battle Royale. You know, mm-hmm. I, I get you on some I Overwatch. I play single. I, no, I, I skip Overwatch. <laughs> I'm not for any reason. Mm-hmm. My, my, my whole clan is playing Overwatch, too. Um, I had to, like, decide this summer, like, oh, I, I just can't go into another game. Yeah. You know, I had I have things to do this summer, right? So I'm just totally. can't do it. Um, so I, I passed on Overwatch. Looks fun, sounds great, but just not this time. Um, so, so we eat a lot of uh, what gaming has to offer us. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with taking a break, going to do something different, and then coming yeah. back. Because I come back to play with my friends. They have a great time. And there's some great times in the new strikes. There's great times in the story. The raid is amazing. I'm having fun with the mechanics, the teamwork. I mean, those are the good moments. It's playing with your friends. Yeah. Destiny is a vehicle for me to play with my friends. And that's that's what I like about it. I can patrol and chill and talk about life and what went on, you know, with my friends and their families because I care, you know. And if we want to get a little bit more serious, we'll play some strikes. And then when it's real, we're going to go into the raid and we're going to get the best loot the game has to offer. I so. really love that answer. That's a really fantastic answer. I actually, I just moved out to the West Coast uh, after I was living on the East Coast um, and working and living out there for a long time. And most of the people that I play Destiny with, my friends that I play with, are all out there. And I'm like looking for more reasons <laughs> to get on my PS4 and like spend time with them. And honestly, like Destiny has always been, always was the the, the significant amount of time I spent with these people. Um, yeah outside of the office and so uh that's a great answer i really love that nice genuine there you go thank you uh thank you rick thank you i need him back you know you you made a great case for his light level isn't high enough his light level i i i i I grew up and i lived on the west coast and i know what it feels like to kind of feel like you're a bit isolated from the east coast you know what i I knew you were too relaxed for your own you're just there's a west coaster in our hands (laughs) (laughs) hey man la la is a pretty chill place um but yeah you 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 everyone's kind of like winding down just as you're kind of coming up around eight o'clock you know 
So it's kind yeah. of tough when you make that move out that way. Central time is amazing. You can Central work with time. everyone. <laughs> That's what everyone says, right? That's the ideal time. Yeah. Kind of tip. So to um, wrap this up. Sorry, go this ahead. is me hijacking everything. Uh, you've talked a lot about Destiny, <laughs> and I appreciate it. Destiny's a, a bungee is so great at making these amazing games. And you talked a lot about playing with your friends. And the one thing that I do want to know is what was that game that got you into all of this? Because you're in your late 30s. I'm 31, so I'm, I'm in that club with you. And I, I want to know, yeah. what was that game that opened this entire world to you? Well, you know, gaming for me has always been something shared. Um, you know, when I was young, you know, I would play on Atari and we would have two controllers. Or if we had just one, I was passing it back and forth. Yeah. You know, it was never a solo experience. Um, and then I took a big break from gaming. You know, it's college, high school, whatnot. Uh, uh, but when I, I got a console in my early 20s for Christmas and it had Halo. And that was fun. And um, but it was a solitary experience because I didn't have networking, you know, um, but I, you know, I would see friends playing together. And I was like, interested. Mm. And Halo 2 was the one that delivered that. I got a I got an Xbox Live account for oh. Halo 2. Oh, um, Halo 2. And I joined my first clan in Halo 2. Um, you know, I made this transition to kind of casual, organized play with friends, making friends online. You know, I mean, I, I, I played rugby for Birmingham. I was, you know, going out and having fun with friends. You know, I had a, you know, a great social life and then i had this friends that i had virtual you know that i'd meet on the weekends online and we go play video games and so it was really cool you know to, to have these kind of shared experiences with people you haven't met and then geez that first land party when you meet these people that you've been playing with for years i mean that's a pretty incredible experience yeah <laughs> you know and if you've ever read the book ready player yes. one it it yes. yes. So that moment where they meet for the first time, I mean, that's perfect. That's exactly the oh, feeling you get. Spoiler alert! Come on, read read a book, oh. guys. Read a book. <laughs> oh come uh, on, that's been out and, for and a, a couple years. The paper yeah, thing, I think right? I think you. Uh, yeah, I think you've got <laughs> that, that's been around. Pages. Uh, it's so good. It's so good. Um, you gotta you gotta get that one. Uh, I I love it though. It really nails that feeling you have when you you met a friend for the first time face to face. You know that pen pal experience. Uh, definitely anyway so yeah halo 2 was the one that really delivered uh shared gaming you know through multiplayer i've never Once had again, more I, I was just gonna say i've never had more envy of friends playing video games than when halo 2 came out i was in high school at the time i think and i just remember them coming into class every single morning talking about the night that they had had on halo 2 before <laughs> and i'm sitting here stuck with my ps2 playing socom with a bunch of randos and i was just like oh, oh my man. god i totally should have gotten an xbox we would have an hour. We would have an hour lunch break. Uh, I think I was in middle school. Uh, was I? I think that yeah, that was able to. We'd have an hour break. We would go to my friend's like grandparents' house. He would cook chicken and fries, and we would have an hour <laughs> to commute from middle school to his place, eat the chicken and the fries, go play some Halo, and eventually make it back on time at, at class. It Halo was Halo in middle Just... school. My face is melting. <laughs> oh, oh God. Um, all right. Well, th you know, Rick, thank you so much for, for coming and doing the show. It was really great having you. 
Before we get out of here, let's give Destiny Item Manager the formal plug it deserves. Well, I just want to let everybody know that uh, you know, Destiny Item Manager, it's, uh, it's available on Chrome. So if you go to the Chrome Web Store, you can download yes. it. It's an extension that adds on to uh, Chrome. Uh, and we'll put a we, link on the site and in the show notes so you guys can get to it from there as well. Yep. Uh, we do have plans. I mean, we're always working towards delivering a mobile solution. Bungie is producing a new feature for their website that will help us do it uh, in a way that makes us comfortable with passwords. So, hey, you know, like Jaboy is an unemployed designer right now if you guys know. <laughs> 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 well, uh, so I was also going to ask, so where is it hosted, the open source project? Is it GitHub? Yeah, we're on GitHub. It's awesome. Des- Destiny Item Manager. Uh, right. You can find us there. Um, there's always room for for uh, designers to come and offer their opinion. We I, I like to tell people that please repo. Make your. You know, <laughs> I, I, this is the way I describe it. Is if you see an issue, volunteer. Make yeah. your own action because I, I'm not going to necessarily say, "Hey, please do this for us." You know what I mean? I don't hang the hat out. It's, you know, this is a great opportunity for you to use an established platform that's well-developed to contribute an idea, to learn about some advanced JavaScript asynchronous techniques, to better your craft as a developer, a designer, to work with a distributed team to get experience for your career. Um, You know, we offer so much. And so if you're a junior dev, a college student, an experienced programmer looking for something that will enhance your... um, choice of being a programmer by doing something that's very public you know that this is there's so many different ways that dim can uh bring you satisfaction as a developer designer so that's my pitch i love it Mm -hmm. it's a good one rick thanks for coming and doing the show awesome thank you appreciate it What a nice man, huh? That was fun. <laughs> I love I love talking to those devs. I mean, I was looking forward to that episode, not because it's kind of like the game that I play all the time, but more just to get his... Uh, uh, I met him at DCC, and I just wanted to get him on the show because he had so much insight. I was like, eyes were wide open when I saw the guy and saw the, you know... Yeah. I didn't know their faces, right? They're just names or gamer tags or, you know, username on GitHub, but... I was in front of him. I was like, oh, you're the guys that do this thing that saved my life and right. saved so many lives and so many times because life is not in, in, <laughs> Metaphorically in here, saving lives. Metaphorically <laughs> saving lives. Well, saving his yeah. virtual character's life. <laughs> yes. Really. Right. And then they were like, yeah, man, like, come and contribute, you know, and like, grabbing some beers, catching up and, and getting just, you know, getting more in depth into some like developer and getting to know more about the man that was, the, the, you know, the man behind the project was really amazing. So I'm glad we got to share that to our listeners as well. Yeah, well, good, uh, good on Rick Casey for coming on the show and uh, and having listened to the podcast. And thank you so much, Yannick, for reaching out and getting him on here. Anytime. Well, I hate to remind you, audience, but we're coming up on the end of the show where I have to tell you that you can follow us at PixelsCast on Twitter. You can get every episode of the show for free over at PixelsWeekly.com. And to end this week... We thought it only be appropriate. I thought it only be appropriate if we all read some video game pickup lines. Destiny edition. 
back. It is back. <laughs> it is back. I loved it when we did it. It was mm-hmm. kind of weird, but it kind of made me feel good about oh, it. Oh, you'll feel good. Listening to it. All right, boys and girls, get your sexy voices ready. Okay, here we go. Uh-uh. I got I, I to gotta warm my voice again, remember? you know. First line. You're so sweet. You must be made of crimson candy. <laughs> okay, Come on. okay. I'm so impatient. Sexy right voice, now. sexy voice. We can turn off our video if that helps. It doesn't, it doesn't help. It, it, doesn't help. it just, I, it's a giggle fits. The second I saw you, you Galahad my heart. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. My goodness. I'm All picturing right. these written on those little like heart candies. Yes. That you yes. get at Valentine's Day. That would be great. <laughs> oh, my right. God. Are you Zer? Because I'm buying what you're selling. <laughs> that could okay. apply to WoW, too, now. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's true. Baby, you rocks my world. <laughs> All right, no so one I would play, date us. I play who, Destiny. Who, who, what is you rocks? Yeah, what is you rocks? I play Destiny. I don't get it. I don't it. know. Apparently, he's one of the bosses in the dungeons. You, you think I did my research for this? Rocks. No. You rocks. I don't know. Even <laughs> All right. All right. Mr. Yannick. We this show. Should, yeah. <laughs> you're so fine. I'm feeling expansion in my pants. No. <laughs> not even Destiny related. It's like expansion. Well, we could have done something about Rise of Iron. Give me a break. <laughs> All right. Uh, Sandy. Help. Let's get our pulse up and play Bad Juju. Ooh. <laughs> it's a pulse rifle, to be exact. Um, that's, that's where the pulse is. It is a pulse rifle, looking. yes. Pulse. You're so fit. You must be on that low car diet. <laughs> low car. <laughs> is that, is that like right? Some of those... Yeah, yes. <laughs> Davis. Let's ditch this armor and tell knock some boots. Nice. <laughs> Wait, from what from from what sentence is that? Tell, uh, like, knock knocking boots is knocking uh, knock boots. boots. Yeah. yeah. All right. So it's so, a, so listen, sexy when a man and a woman love each other really very love much. Each other very much. And decide they want to smash their downstairs together. <laughs> or a man and a man, or a lady and a lady. Or yeah. whoever unidentified versus whoever unidentified. <laughs> when two people want to snatch their nethers. All right, uh, Davis just went. Here. All right, here we go. Uh, Yannick. After defeating Fallen, I like to bone trinkets. All right, let's see if Sandy can get this one out. We're coming up to the end. And Ryan on the video, if no, nobody can see it, Ryan is like... Stone Cold is like. You guys have no idea how long it it took me to write these. You have no (laughs) idea how long it took me to write these. Oh, I thought you found them somewhere. No, okay. Now he comes up with these on his own. All right, that's great. I'm gonna raid you till you Axor. Oh, till. Wait a minute. I'm gonna raid you till your. I know. I know what I said. (laughs) I know what I said. (laughs) Don't (laughs) touch. All right, all right, all right. I know what it's um, said. We've got two more. <laughs> I hope you like wizards because Omnigul down on you. Oh. <laughs> this one is from you? That just you crossed a line into another. This one is All good. right, let's it's wrap it up, stage. Mr. Davis. Uh, this one's just easy. Want to see my unfriendly giant? <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
That is video game. Of that doesn't lines. want to make you leave a review on that <laughs> iTunes. I don't know what will. Don't, don't use these guys. Don't use them. No, absolutely use them and uh, and feel free. Absolutely. We'll post them all on the absolutely website in the show notes so you can get them all. But don't check the show notes before the show. We'll only only hide them or something. We'll put them below the fold. Uh, that does it for us this week. And until next time. Aloha. Au revoir. See you later. And we'll see you next week. 